Uh, okay. Um, so do either of you have a podcast to recommend or? I do. Go do you want me it. to go first? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Julia, go first. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, you're in charge of this episode. <laughs> I've never been in charge before. I don't know that I'm good at it. Kelly's like, everyone just do what you want. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> we'll be here an hour. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. I have a lot to talk about. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? You know it's time for what you should read. The podcast all about the titles you need. Join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles to enjoy with your team. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm Rachel. And I'm Kelly. And this is What You Should Read. The podcast where we should all over our books. And today marks day one of 13 days of Halloween, which is yes. a holiday we made up. <laughs> it's a very real thing. I've been I've been using Halloween for years. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Actually, is- I think it was your Twitter handle, right? Yes. Uh for four years. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that other people are now in this with me. <laughs> Whether or not they choose to be, whatever, it's fine. Happy to be here. <laughs> I am too. I've I've actually gotten more into the Halloween spirit than I ever have before. Um, it makes me so happy. Yeah, like you got me to go watch Scream, uh, which was super fun. I, I yes. enjoyed myself so much. And then I willingly watched Candyman, which should have you will hear in a later Halloween mini-sode. Um, I claimed I wasn't going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but since we're doing kind of a different intro um, this week, because when we recorded today's uh, episode, we thought it was going to be a mini-sode, but it turned out we had so much content that we want to, <laughs> Kelly's laughing. <laughs> I'm I'm a little concerned about the later horror movies taping too. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily we have like a set time frame for that one. So we, <laughs> yeah. we have a deadline. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I was like, oh, that's smart. Yep. That was by design. <laughs> you can always uh, continue it on your new podcast, Press Play and Scream, which yes. is your horror movies podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, my friend Josh, who everyone else will be meeting in an episode that we have already taped. Yep. Oh my God. We're going to Jeremy Barry's deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before the things that have happened before right but yeah yeah uh, but, it's um, been great fun uh Rachel do you want to kind of explain what 13 days of Halloween is yes so some listeners who've been with us for a while may remember that last year we did a mini-sode every day of December for the 25 days of Christmas bookathon <laughs> podcastathon um and this year we are doing a different style so it's daily mini sodes again um except for we will drop full length episodes on Tuesdays still but it will be still along the Halloween theme and it will be an episode every day for 13 days um up to and including October 31st Halloween that's and- day of the year Yes. <laughs> Kelly's favorite day. Um, the day where we all celebrate Kelly. <laughs> it's like a second birthday. <laughs> it's kind of better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
And we wanted to do this in honor of Kelly because she's so great. And we love when she talks about things she loves. And yeah, every episode is a little bit of a different spooky kind of theme. Yeah. If you know Kelly, you know, she loves sharing the things she loves with her friends and really with anyone. So. <laughs> um, and it's so great that we get so many like book recommendations, movie recommendations, um, really everything. And today's episode is all about true crime, which we have done before, but we kind of go beyond books in this one. And we're joined by Kathy Ko um, from a glass of wine blog. Um, and it's uh, it, it, we talk about podcasts and movies um, and books. So, yes. Um, but speaking of that, and before we get into the episode, um, a content warning for everyone. We are discussing incredibly violent things and incredibly violent true things, right. which also I think makes it a lot harder to handle. Um, there are descriptions of violence against women, murder, um, animal abuse, sexual assaults, at least acclaimed sexual assaults. Uh, uh, it's a lot. So yeah. Yeah. be be prepared going in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you for, for mentioning that, Kelly. And I think without further ado, we're just going to jump right into our first 13 Days of Halloween episode. So enjoy. Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that last, what you said. Yeah, you, you cut out for the second half, unfortunately. I was trying to do a Blair Witch Project kind of uh. voice, but I don't think it really. Any, did you hear the 13 Days of Halloween? Yes. Okay. All right. This is our install. Our um, I don't know where this is in the schedule. Somewhere, and because we're recording these out of order, but this is 13 Days of Halloween. We are celebrating spooky season, and today is quote unquote mini sewed in air quotes is about true crime books and movies and podcasts and all that stuff. So Kelly, what, what are we doing today? Uh, today we are talking about true crime with my favorite true crime expert, Kathy, uh, back again. And yeah, I, I also love how we have managed to get this far into Halloween before you realize that not every Minnesota is going to be a mini sewed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a full length episode. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're gonna be good. Yeah. But you know. I'm guessing so- 20 minutes. That's my that's my guess. Sure. <laughs> All right. So we'll what's see. your plan? What's the plan? <laughs> okay, so uh Kathy and I have a couple of joint recommendations. Uh we are also going to talk about a true crime podcast each. Um, a true crime book each and a true crime movie that can either be based on or inspired by or actually about a true crime thing. Um, And then we are going to do one of my personal favorites of the true crime podcast, The Weekly Distraction. Nice. So that's basically... Um, every podcast calls it something different, but it's basically, well, we just talked about all this horrible stuff. So here's something good. 
to Aww. kind of close out <laughs> close out the day. Nice. Um, so I guess we can start with our our joint recommendations. Uh, so Kathy and I both recommend the podcast My Favorite Murder, which Kathy got me into. It is a true crime comedy podcast with Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. You've almost definitely all heard of it, even if you don't listen. And it's it's wonderful. It's, I did not know that I was who got you to listen to that. Interesting. You did. You talked mm. about it all the time. And then I was like, well, this sounds fun. And then I listened to it at work and daytime Kelly had the best time. And nighttime Kelly is like, somebody's going to break into my house and murder me. i um i used to listen to that all the time i still sometimes do kind of intermittently um but my podcast uh life has kind of changed over the last year but that is a good that is a really good podcast they're funny but also i feel really respectful of you know the situations that they're talking about and their their goal is very much to inform people about like you know, just what on out there. Nice. I, I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I don't know that you would like it. I've tried a couple of episodes and I couldn't get into yeah. it, but yeah. yeah. Um, we have also both gone, uh, gone to live shows. Um, I've seen one, Kathy, I think you've seen two. Maybe uh, I went to one in Boston. I went to one in Toronto. Yeah. Two. Yeah. And then we both went to their, uh, their books, like not signing, but their book talk in New York, yes. which so fun. Yes. And we got signed copies. Yes. Nice. Um, but we did not get to meet them, which is fine because I would for sure embarrass myself in front of Karen. I've met them because I got one of the tickets that allows you to go backstage after the show. And they are both lovely. Uh, Georgia's husband basically handles everything for them in terms of like keeping the line moving and things like that. And he's well known to the audience because Georgia talks about her husband Vince a lot. Mm -hmm. It was nice to meet him in person as well. Um, But yeah, they're both lovely. And they were very concerned that we had driven all the way from Canada to Boston just to see that. <laughs> was that when you got them to record a happy birthday for Kelly? Oh, that, that was, was Jen. not me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew somebody did. <laughs> yeah. Um awesome. Yeah. Um, and then our second joint recommendation is Only Murders in the Building, a TV show that is on Hulu. Uh, that we are both enjoying very, very, very much. I've heard yes. of this. And for those who don't like it super scary, this is kind of probably more your speed because it's more of a cozy mystery, I think. Ooh, it's got, it's not, it, I didn't think it was true crime. I thought it was scripted. It is, it is true crime in that they are doing a podcast about a, tra- a crime in the building. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, I mean, okay. it's... Yeah. 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 That's fun. Yeah. Nice. Um, my, my friend Janie, um, who I think you might've met Julia once a ways back. Um, we were talking about it in our lengthy text chain with our friend, Texas Jen. And Janie was like, I really like Selena Gomez and the two old guys are great too. 
And I'm like <laughs> the two old guys who incidentally are Steve Martin and Martin Short. So like they're, they're great too. <laughs> yeah, like actual literal comedy legends. Legends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I I cannot. I've seen and the all clips. three of them are excellent in this. All three of them are great. Okay, yeah, I should definitely I've, watch that. Uh, I've seen a clip and it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my my favorite parts are kind of the the wink and nod at the true crime people. Um, because yeah, it's uh the the police chief or officer in this one episode is basically like goes off on true crime podcasts and how they make everybody think that they can solve a murder like just super easily. And it's like, stop this, stop this right now. It's, I mean, it's the rant is much funnier than I'm making it sound because she's she's very mad and she swears quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so if if you want something that feels seasonally appropriate but don't necessarily want to go without sleep for a while, right. all the murders <laughs> in the building, it is it is fantastic. Okay. And for Canadians, it is on Disney Plus as part of their star. You will not find it on Hulu as we do not have Hulu. But you don't have Hulu? Huh. We do not. Hulu is not a thing in Canada. Interesting. Had no That's idea. Very upsetting. It is a whole other country. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it is a whole other country, but they have other stuff that we have. Like they have Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess not every streaming service has the same reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Netflix, in other countries, you can't get the same things. Right. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, like all the um, the Netflix originals, which I feel like is most of what Netflix is doing now, anyway. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um. So, do either of you have a podcast to recommend, or I do. Go do you want me it. to go first? <laughs> uh. Yes. Okay. Julia, go first. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, you're in charge of this episode. <laughs> I've never been in charge before. <laughs> I don't know that I'm good at it. Kelly's like, everyone just do what you want. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be here an hour. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. I have a lot to talk about. Um, okay. My one recommendation for this episode is the Britney's Graham podcast. Now we've all, I'm sure been aware of the news recently, Britney, the free Britney movement. And the most recent development is that her, she has she has finally spoken. We finally have heard from Brittany and she has told us what a lot of people have been speculating and and thinking is true for a while, which is that she has been kind of under the oppressive like control of her dad, Jamie Spears. And um, she's been under his concert. He's been her conservator, her financial conservator. And before for a long time, also her personal conservator, although someone else has been her personal conservator for the last year, I think, but he, she's been under her dad's control for years. Mm -hmm. Um, and conservatorship is really should only be reserved for people who cannot like function, who can't work, who can't like, you know, make decisions for themselves They're you know, for whatever reason. Um, but I mean, Brittany has been working and like doing shows in Vegas. I mean, it's ridiculous that because she had, you know, kind of a breakdown in her younger years for, mm-hmm. you know, a lot was going on. She was 
maybe losing custody of her children, like, um, you know, probably under a ton of pressure. She was one of the biggest stars in the world. And mm-hmm. yeah, she had a bad time. But imagine if like that happened to everyone. And after that, you just lose like all of your freedom and all of your ability to, I mean, like she, he was controlling her birth control. <laughs> like she wants to have yeah. another baby. And he, so anyway, so this is all kind of like coming to light now. There's a ton of like documentaries you can watch and everything, but I mean, I, if you're going to look, look at anything, look up the transcript of her testimony that she gave in court. I mean, I think that's the most important, but before all of this back in 2018, um, two comedians, um, Tess Barker and Barbara Gray or Babs started a podcast called Britney's Graham. And when they started it, I think it was mostly just like, cause they were obsessed with her Instagram. <laughs> so they would just like post episodes kind of dissecting what she posted and like being like, what's going on with Brittany this week? You know, Oh, it looks like she went to Hawaii or like all this stuff. And like, Oh, she posted a flower. She's so cute. So it was kind of like fun. But then um, I think in 2019, that's when things kind of kicked off for the free Brittany movement, because that's when she like kind of disappeared for a while and she had to cancel shows. Um, And I think she, I think they like put her in an institution somewhere, or I don't know. I can't remember exactly what happened, but they were like, what's going on. And then this podcast, Brittany's Graham kind of turned into like an investigative journalism podcast where they were uncovering clues. Like this one guy called them and left an anonymous message. And he was like, I used to work for like the people running the, you know, her estate or whatever. And like, yeah, it's fucked up. Like what's going on over there and like revealed all this stuff. And they were like, Oh my God. They they were like, we are trying to verify that this information is correct. So they, uh, they suddenly became like detectives. Um, and yeah. And now, now their podcast, they have a new podcast called toxic where they're like kind of going back and going through everything. Um, and like, but at the beginning, I think some people thought they were kind of a joke, but it turns out they were actually like doing investigative journalism and they've become, they became like activists for the free Britney movement. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. So if you're like really interested in this story, I think like going back and listening to some of their episodes would be, would be really interesting because it was happening in real time. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. I, yeah, so, I should listen to that. Uh, one thing super fast. So yeah, um, Jamie was controlling the money, but not the the right. personal part for the last little bit. Right. But it's important to keep in mind that if you're controlling money, you're also controlling everything else because oh, yeah. you have to approve everything. So oh yeah, it's it's still awful. It's still way, awful that she's yeah. a 38, 39 year old woman. She should be in charge of her money. Like mm-hmm. yeah. She's yeah. and she's rich and she makes and like in her testimony she was like I wasn't good at my job I was great and I was I've been doing this work and I'm great at it and I deserve and it's just like oh my god like can you imagine yeah. like I'm not a superstar but I am I work and I'm I'm good at my job too and like yeah if I like was working super hard and kicking ass at work the way I do and then I didn't have control over my own money like yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> okay, Rachel, a uh, podcast recommend? Uh sure. Um, so this is a podcast that I actually don't listen to as much anymore, but I list I was obsessed with for a while because it's 
it's um it's about cold cases and uh for me cold cases are like very interesting because like you know you you can just imagine how the victim and the victims like family and friends are just very very uh you know have so much like pain and are upset around what happened but it's worse because they don't have any proof or any um you know evidence of like who did it or how it was done or just like there's no closure um so i really like when um things like unsolved mysteries or or this podcast you know talk about cold cases and try to kind of bring attention to it to try and get it figured out um so that the the victim's family can get that closure. And so this one is The Trail Went Cold um, by Robin Warder. And the reason I like this one is because the the narrator, Robin, has just a very like soothing voice, um, a very uh, like the type of demeanor that just tells the story well and puts enough of himself in to make it interesting. And at the same time, you know, it's very, again, like very respectful of, you know, the victims and what happened and, um, you know, puts his two cents in, but is not like overly like, this is what I think happened, but more <laughs> so just kind of analyzes like, all right, this is, you know, these are some of the theories, you know, this is why I think maybe this theory has some clout because of this evidence. Um, and so, yeah, if you're interested in cold cases, I would recommend that. Cool. Yeah. Okay, Kathy, you? Yeah, so my podcast that I'm recommending is The First Degree. It is hosted by Jack Vanek, Alexis Linkletter, and the Internet's true crime boyfriend, Billy Jensen. (laughs) (laughs) And it's told from the perspective of someone who has a first degree connection to a crime. So they could be either the potential victim and they survived, or it could be their loved one who was the victim, or they could have known the perpetrator. Mm. And so at the beginning of the podcast, they kind of say, like, this is the true crime podcast that you may end up on. And it's fascinating because it's often victim-centric because it's usually someone who's lost someone to some kind of violence. Mm. And it just gives it a different perspective that I think sometimes the podcast don't have because you've got that person who's directly involved and some of the cases are therefore not as well known and it shines light on just how prevalent especially like domestic violence and stuff are because a lot of the stories are just like yeah like my best friend's husband you know murdered her because of an escalation of violence that wasn't taken seriously and things like that so it's important in that respect too but they're also really funny and uh, it's definitely worth a listen if you were interested because of that different perspective. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Nice. Uh, so I am recommending red handed by Hannah and Saruti. Um, like my favorite murder, it is true crime comedy. And I think those are the podcasts I like the most because I feel like inappropriate humor is my my defense mechanism, basically. (laughs) And the Carrie Fisher line that I always quote, like, if it weren't funny, it would just be true. And, you know, I I feel like if 
if I can't laugh about stuff, that's when things get to a very dark place for me. So yeah, they do tend to do a lot more um, in-depth research than Karen and Georgia do. And the main difference um, for Red Handed, as opposed to My Favorite Murder, is that um, they tell the same story as opposed to My Favorite Murder, where Karen tells one and Georgia tells one. Um, Hannah and Saruti, like, take turns telling the same story. Nice. Um, And they seem to do, like, darker stuff, I think, than uh, My Favorite Murder sometimes. Like, they did... um, they did Ian Watkins, um, who did not murder anybody, but who is one of the worst people I've ever heard about. Um, and, you know, like things things like that. Although I think they also, both groups have cases that they've said they'd never do, like um, the Jamie Bulger, Bulger case in Great Britain about like the little toddler boy who was murdered by two other kids. Um but yeah, and we probably should have done this earlier, but um, now might be a fun time to take a little bit of a break and talk about how we got into true crime. Hmm. Uh, Kathy, if you want to go first. Yeah, I was a young teen when, uh, for those who are not Canadian, you may have to do a little bit of research, um, but when Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamoka were all over the news because of the murders that they committed in Canada. I was not much younger, younger enough by a couple years than their victims. And I have a distinct memory of driving through the biggest town near us where I grew up uh, called New Liskard and seeing a billboard for the cream colored Camaro that they were looking for, which turned out not to be the car that Paul was even driving. And that spawned me wanting to do a whole bunch of research on things, uh, which led to watching a John Wayne Gacy movie that I was probably way too young to watch. Um, And that kind of started it. Um, But I really got into it because of the psychological aspects. I wanted to know why someone would do these kinds of things. Mm. Um, When I was younger, I actually kind of wanted to work for Canada's version of the FBI. That obviously never happened. Um, but it's always just fascinated me, that aspect of trying to figure out what causes someone to do these things. Mm, yeah. Uh, Rachel? Uh, so for me, um, when I was younger, I always liked watching like Dateline and 2020. Um, I think our mom would sometimes just have it on and I was just fascinated. I don't know why it just, um, just knowing like what happened to these people. And then I, when I was a teenager, um, I was really into, I survived for a little while. Um, and I think for me, it's like that, wow, horrible things can happen, but people can like, you know, um, fight their way out of it and, and, um, survive. And it was just like, one of those things where it's like, this is horrible, but also uplifting at the same time, <laughs> like inspirational. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, and then I wasn't really, I guess I always liked, like if there was a documentary on or something about a true crime, um, I would always be interested in it. And then I didn't really realize like that other people were into that until my friend Christine recommended the My Favorite Murder podcast. And then, and that was around the time true crime was like blowing up in the podcast world and everywhere, um, just on the internet. So, and I'm not at this time, not as much into it. Not that I'm not interested in it, but just like, I don't spend as much time like reading or listening or watching, but I still enjoy when I do, I still enjoy like, and enjoys maybe the wrong word. And I know there's a lot of discourse online about like, you know, whether an interest in true crime is, you know, disrespectful or something. I don't see it that way. I see it as, you know, um, you know, we're all human and, you know, knowing what happened to people and how, I mean, it's like people who read books about like war. I mean, it's just humans treating each other badly. And it's, it's a way to kind of understand our humanity, I think. Um, And I don't think it's glamorizing it. Um, Just like, again, reading a book about, you know, the Vietnam war, is that glamorizing war or is it you learning from history and trying to kind of, you know, figure out a way to navigate the world we live in. So, um, that's my thoughts on it. Um, I've always basically Kelly now is, is the person that, you know, tells me what's going on. Like that movie about, um, on Netflix, the, uh, little mini series they did on, uh, the elevator girl, Eliza, Eliza Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you had told me about that and just like, you know, so I find out all that, um, interesting stuff from, you now. Oh, thank you. I would really like to do a deep dive into Elisa Lamb, but it's my understanding. We don't have time for that today. <laughs> See, I mean, Julia, you, can, I you might attention. be, you might be talking into a void eventually, but <laughs> I'll just be like, bye. <laughs> I don't I need like- to be here. <laughs> It would be one of those things like three hours later, everybody else is gone. Well, and then, yeah, you would send me the like, okay, Julia, here's the recording to edit. And I'd be like, what the heck? You should know I'm not even editing it. It's like, it's just, it's just three hours of you rambling. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you don't have a true crime story. Um, I mean, I was thinking about it. I guess it would have been the OJ Simpson trial. That was like the first time I remember being like really interested in, because it's not that I'm not interested in it. It's just not, I, it's not like a passion of mine the way it is for you, Kelly, or, or, or you, Rachel um, and Kathy. But um, like, I do remember being very interested in the OJ Simpson trial as a child. (laughs) And like, it was all we were talking about in school, which looking back now, I'm like, that was such an inappropriate topic of conversation for us. We were like, what, were, what was I like fourth grade? I don't even remember how old I was. I was really young, but yeah, I remember like when the verdict came back that he, he was found not guilty. Like we were all like talking about it in between class. Like, did you hear, you know? And I was like, how did like, we even know what had happened? We were in school, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we were all like really interested. Yeah. My, my mom was very into that trial. Like she, Mm -hmm. she bought and read all the books. (laughs) She had the, um, 
like the the court TV going mm-hmm. whenever she was home. So of course, like me as I was probably it was 92, right? 92, 93. Yeah. So I was like an early teenager. And I, of course, was like, well, I don't care then. And then I was watching the um, People versus O.J. Simpson um, miniseries that Ryan Murphy did. And I was like, oh, my God, how did this guy not get convicted? Because yeah. he so clearly did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. my God. So mad still. I remember specifically um, there was we were all like, oh, he did it. We can't believe he was found not guilty. Like we that was, I think, a big part of our conversation when we were like in fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever. <laughs> there was one kid who was like oh, I'm glad. I don't think he did it. Like one kid in the whole school. And everyone was like, did you hear that, 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 um, you know, Billy is happy about it. Like that. We like, like that spread like wildfire, like what? (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Amazing. But as I was watching the episodes, like I would, I would text my mom about it. She was the only person that I knew who would, you know, like still remember stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe it. Like they found him not guilty. And my mom's like, I don't know that I believe he did it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So yeah, we're the next time I go to my mom's house, we're going to do a surprise attack mini-sode where she's going to justify that belief. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) then the mini sewed after where I'm like packing up my car because she yelled at me and I have to go home. (laughs) Mm, Yep. But yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, now true crime book, Uh, Julia and Rachel, do you have one? I do not at this point. No. Okay. Kathy. All right. So my recommendation is a graphic novel. In keeping with the first degree connection, um, it is called My Friend Dahmer, and it's written by Derf Bachter. He is a man who, when he was growing up in high school, had Jeffrey Dahmer in his class. He went to school with him, and him and his group of friends, I wouldn't say that they were friends with him because really they were kind of assholes to him. Um, they used him as humor because Dahmer used to do these really weird things that he would call doing a Dahmer or whatever. And they thought it was funny. So they would get him to do these outrageous things. And then he's reviewing it from the perspective of he's now like a grown man and he's seeing like how many signs were there. And the book ends with him getting the phone call saying, do you know what Jeffrey's done? Wow. Yeah. And him having to reevaluate this man that he went to school with yeah. through this new lens of I now know what he became and what what did we all miss along the that's, way? Yeah. Oh wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's told in a comic graphic novel format. So it's a really easy read. And uh I highly recommend it. It was amazing. It was one of my favorite reads of the year that I read it. I remember um, hearing about that. I can't remember from where now. Maybe it was from you, Kathy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so mine is the Yoga Store Murder by Dan Morse, which is, um, it happened around here um, in D.C., uh, technically Bethesda. Mm. And it is, uh, okay, 
I'm going to, I'm going to do the story as quickly as I can, but it's, it's very interesting and it deserves to be told. And when it happened, I was still working in TV news. So I remember like the story breaking. I remember the initial reports and when everything came out. So these two women, uh, Jana, Jana Marie and Brittany Norwood, they were working in a Lululemon in Bethesda. And one night, or early the next morning, um, they were reportedly attacked by two men. Uh, Jana, who is the store manager, was beaten to death, possibly raped. And Brittany Norwood was raped and also assaulted, but her injuries were nowhere near as severe as Jana's. So, um, oh, also side note, it was right next to an Apple store And the Apple store employees heard some of the noises, like they heard what sounded like a scuffle, they heard things falling over, and what sounded like a, like somebody dragging something heavy. And they heard very clearly um, one person saying something like, don't do this, talk to me, what's going on? Mm. And then nothing for a while. And then like kind of a crying choked, please God, dear God, help me. Whoa. Whoa. And did they they call 911? They did not call 911. Wow. Because they thought that um, basically someone might've just gotten very bad personal news Mm. and was kind of like flipping out a little bit and like maybe throwing stuff and then, you know, whatever. And I mean, like, they didn't hear what sounded, like, they didn't think that what they heard was an attack. Like, they they genuinely did not think that. But as you can imagine, <laughs> they did not come out very well when mm-hmm. this was, uh, when this was revealed, um, because surveillance camera from the Apple store saw the employees, like, getting closer to the wall and, like, you know, like basically standing right against the wall listening because like it was a shared wall. Wow. And one of the workers was like, I think we should call 911. Like, I, I really think we should. And her her coworker was like, well, I just think it's, you know, like maybe maybe it was something personal and like, we're going to feel really silly if we call 911. And it was like, great, we just made somebody's bad day worse. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it was 10 minutes from start the first thing they heard to the end so I think they also thought like well 10 minutes like that's not you know whatever's happening it can't have been that serious right so the next morning the person comes in to open the store um she sees blood like in the hallway and she's like nope so she like basically backs out gets somebody who was waiting and oh the apple store was open late open late because they were doing a new iphone and ipad drop the next day so she got somebody who was waiting in line for the ipad to like go in and look with her um they found Jana and Brittany both in the back room like the stock room um Jana was right against the door dead and Brittany was next to her and kind of um, tied up and like moaning and not really coherent. Mm. So 
Brittany tells them what had happened. They closed the store, then went back because she realized she had forgotten her wallet. And when they came back in, like they were looking for the wallet and then two masked men came in behind them and attacked them both. And she said, one of them was beating Jana. One of them was beating me and he raped me. And, you know, like I, I don't even know how my friend is like, how is my friend? Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Mm." and so there was no proof of anything. Like nothing was on the surveillance camera. Um, No one besides the Apple store people heard anything or saw anything. Um, There was a long line of people. So they didn't see or hear anything either. Um, Although maybe they weren't allowed to form until early the next morning, by which case this had this had um, all been over. So that is, that is Brittany's story. A day or so later, police are starting to think, you know, this doesn't really add up because there are, oh, there are bloody footprints in the store, um, shoe prints technically. And they're like, we see Brittany's feet in blood. We don't see anything of Jenna, but they're like, well, you know, she was, she was attacked first and worst. So maybe she didn't get far at all. Um, And then they're like, they have one pair of men's feet because like much bigger, but we don't have, it's like the, the men's shoes get right to the door and then they disappear. So they're like, what happened? And they realized other stuff didn't add up. And it turns out that what happened was Jana found out that Brittany was stealing. Brittany killed her. And when wow. I say Brittany killed her, like it was not a crime of passion. <laughs> Multiple weapons were used. Whoa. Oh, so wow. it's one of those things where it's, I mean, she premeditated. Yeah. She may not have gone in expecting to kill her, but I mean, five different weapons were used. So Mm -hmm. like, as you're putting down and picking something else up. Right. Like. That that becomes. Yeah. Yeah. That becomes a deliberate calculated thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think too, a lot of times people think, I know I have that premeditation is you went in with a plan, but you know, once you have a chance to stop and you don't like that becomes premeditation. Yeah. Um, and then some, some other things. And, uh, but she really never admitted that she did it, but um, the police were like, we know it's you. There was eventually a trial. Um, she never said why, which I think is probably the worst thing, but odds are very good. She's going to spend the rest of her life in jail and good. So the book is just a recounting of it? Like, who wrote it? Um, Dan Morse is a reporter in the area. Okay. So he he basically covered the whole thing, too. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, does anyone have, like, I say anyone. Uh, Julia, Rachel, do you have a movie rec? No. Okay. Kathy? Yes. So I'm going to recommend the movie that was based off of the book I recommended. The movie is also called My Friend Dahmer. uh, And it stars Ross Lynch as Jeffrey Dahmer. 
He gives an incredible performance, especially the physical contortions and things he does with his body. Um, the way that Dahmer walked was very distinct and Ross captured it perfectly with the rounded shoulders and the hunching and it's really well done and there's no violence in it really. There is the threat of like you expect something going to happen, mm. but it ends with him meeting his first victim. Mm. And that's, it's basically a retelling of the book in that there's, you don't see anything Jeffrey's done because he hasn't done it yet mm -hmm. through this perspective. Warning, though, there is some animal stuff mm -hmm. for anyone yeah. who, you know, yeah. especially doesn't, can't handle that because that's how most serial killers start, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And otherwise not, it's got a great performance at its center. And if you don't know anything about the case, it's a kind of a good segue. And it really makes the case for intervening early when someone's displaying mental illness issues yeah. because it leaves you with the impression that things could have been different if it wasn't allowed to progress the way that it did. Wow. Um, and I would recommend the movie The Clove Hitch Killer. It is currently playing on Shutter. if anyone has that. It is a fictionalized version of a serial killer who seems to be very similar to BTK, the Bind, Torture, Kill. Um, it is about a teenage boy who comes to think that maybe his father is the Clovehitch killer, like a, a serial killer who has been uh, tormenting their town and who has been inactive for the past, you know, many years. And we, we generally hear like, oh, serial killers don't stop unless they're caught or killed. That's actually really not true necessarily because the, uh, BTK stopped. I think he started again, but he had stopped. And then obviously the Golden State Killer, like he stopped. Um, there is a little bit of violence in the movie, not all that much because most of it is um, the son like initially thinking like, oh, because he finds um, a picture of a, a woman like bound, like bondage type stuff. And he's like, I think my dad is weird. And then he starts to think like, oh, my dad could be a serial killer. And then he kind of goes back and forth on if it's if it's real or not. Um, really, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that it is real, <laughs> but um, it's it's very good. And the uh, the cast is great. Um, his mom is Samantha Mathis. His dad is um, Dan McDermott. So fun, fun movie, um, very tense, not super scary. And um, I guess now would be a really great time to do our, uh, our weekly distraction. So uh, Kathy, do you want to go first? Sure. My weekly distraction is that movies are back. I've been able to go to the theater to watch a few movies. And there's nothing like when you first walk in. You've got your huge thing of popcorn and you're about <laughs> to see something you've never seen before usually because of the possibility that it's going to be your next favorite movie. Yeah. There's Aww. nothing like that. And when the lights dim and the movie is about to start and you're with a the crowd, there's just something that hits different than when you're watching it at home. Totally. And so I'm really excited about being able to do that again because it's been a while. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, do you have one? Oh, gosh. Um. So, 
I mean, Kathy's thing made me think of, I saw my first movie in a theater last week too, when I was in Baltimore, Julia and, and Dorian and Will and I went and saw Shang-Chi and it was so, so good. And I want to see it again already. Julia? Um, I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls oh. and every, and I haven't done a rewatch in a while. I used to like rewatch all the time, but mm-hmm. it's been making me really happy. Although like, I'm on season three now and I'm like, okay, probably a couple more seasons. Then I'll probably stop. <laughs> I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my, my weekly distraction, which I am doing a uh, Paul Holes style. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Kathy just cracked up cause she knows. <laughs> so, um, last... what, sorry. Paul is not great at the weekly distraction. Yeah. So last weekend, uh, Julia, Rachel, and I went into bookstores all day and our friend Becky was there and it was just like really great and really lovely. And I got eaten alive by mosquitoes, which I found out Saturday morning. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Poor Kelly. Yeah. So Paul Holt style distraction is like, it distracts you, but it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't funny. think he does fun well. So it's like, oh, you know, I went hiking with my family and I twisted my ankle. <laughs> and Billy's like, I have cute socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our mini. So. <laughs> so that is our show. Sorry about that. And uh, don't forget, if you need some retail therapy, you can sign up for Libro FM and uh, get your first month two books for one with the promo code what you should read all one word. Yes, and be sure to follow us on social media, WYSR underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at what you should read podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, um, we're on Goodreads and please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. And now you know what you should read, watch, and listen to. I'm sorry. Perfect. It's time for what you should read podcast all about the titles you need join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles to enjoy with your team